0: This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry.
1: What do you think, this is the army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this, little bing! You blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> this real, i think.
2: <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no!
1: German, forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it. Are you running a business or a charity? He Leave the gun.
3: Take the cannoli.
1: Uh, Yankees win! Pull over!
0: No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a part Foxy. <laughs> 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 on the telephones are ringing. Overload mode in the 21st century. Driving home with my hand on the cell
1: phone
3: this is Live at Five, Live at
2: Five, Live yeah, at Five. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 ah, boy, yeah. Anybody near uh, Thompson Boulevard last night? You were scratched, you know, screech and a bang? wow what a story we're gonna show you know obviously jeff talked about that midway through his show today and we will <coughs> do the same because when a maniac comes from a, a subsidized hotel in carthage and decides to uh berate and hassle and steal and then crashes his car right here in watertown we talk about it yeah that's what we do. We talk about it at length when we can, of course. That is, of course, if the uh, if the duh. internet is working. I know Jeff had an issue with this today, um, but that's why you have a that's why you have everything in the palm of your hand. Every you, all your answers are in the palm of your hand. You learn that as a young. Never mind. Anyway, it's about eight minutes after the hour. Let's go to the videotape. Again, I didn't know anything about it. I was out of town. I live near Thompson Park. I don't know if I would have heard it at 5 o'clock in the morning. We want to thank News Junkie Spell of the Big Fat Friggin Z dot com! Uh, for posting my mug up at the top of the page, putting the link to, uh, to the stream. I really appreciate that. I don't say it enough. I apologize. But they do have something here from today's uh, Jeff Graham show. The irony that the person arrested for police pursuit was a resident of the Pleasant Night Inn. Pleasant Night Inn there in Carthage, or West Carthage, uh, has uh, been scrutinized in recent months uh, because uh, of some unruly uh, residents there. It's essentially become a halfway house for people who steal cars and drive them recklessly into trees and totem uh, totem poles, listen to me, and telephone poles. Hey-oh, hey-oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, and then uh, there's another link. What's going on in this town? It's crazy. It's a freak show. I don't know. I, I don't know how to say that. You know, stuff happens everywhere. People are more reckless. I, I think that the drug, you know, when, when uh, if anyone knows anyone on alcohol, and if you watch the show Intervention, uh, talk about reckless behavior. People that essentially just don't have anything to lose. Unfortunately, a lot of people lose their livelihood their business, their marriage, their relationships, their kids, banking, finance, you know, their banking accounts, everything goes down the tube when you when you abuse yourself with either drugs or alcohol. But at the end of the day, it becomes a very selfish act. It really, the only reason why and I'm not saying this guy is strung out on drugs, although more than likely he is, is that it's it's you know, it's it's just there's nothing to lose for this guy. And there's, th- this is just one example. There's millions of people out there you have nothing to lose than to, you know, walk into Moe's restaurant, for instance. It almost seemed like a scene out of the Eagans. Update from, so let's see, Carjack was arrested last, for, and just last uh, Thursday, the same suspect, this on News Junkie, by the way, uh, carjacking suspect was arrested uh, last Thursday for allegedly possessing a stolen bicycle. Sheriff O'Neill says carjacking suspect attempts uh, escape by stealing patrol vehicle. So she made a statement on this. I don't know if she did it at a conference, because this is a significant story. This could have resulted in in the death or harm of, obviously, police officers and residents, not to mention the the scoundrel himself, although I don't think anyone would really care, because this guy is dangerous to society. Should have a rap bar. I am a danger. 45-year-old man in custody. I I know I read this. uh, Rather, I didn't read anything. I just got here. But anyway, Jeff Graham... Read this. Guy was 45 years old. Donald Hutt is his name. Hutt, 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 handcuffed and uh, in the back seat. So they, th- this maniac was all over Factory Street in the wee hours of the morning. And, uh, you know, of course, Moe's Diner. Moe's Place! Uh, you go there. It's 24-7. And you'll see some crazy stuff. And just just so I can go back a little bit, when I did the Egan murders, uh, we shot a scene at Moe's where uh, the, the main guy, I forget his first name, but one of the Eagans walks in there, played by Dave Ionati, brilliantly, by the way. And it was alleged that uh, one of the Egan brothers, on uh, just upwards, up to the time when they were killed in uh, December two, uh, 1964, where he was looking for a shotgun. So he walked into a restaurant and says, does anyone got a shotgun around here? Crazy question to ask, but he asked it anyway. You, you know, you've you got to ask for the order. You know, we, we're all salespeople at the end of the day. So this guy was asking for keys to a car, apparently, inside Moe's. Didn't find it. Went out and uh, harassed another business across the street. Didn't find a car there. And that's, at that point, somehow or other, he was on public square trying to commandeer a car there. I hope I'm getting this right. And that's when the sheriff's department uh, deputy met up with him, put him in handcuffs, put him in the back seat, thinking, oh, all right, this is an sh- open and shut case. Somehow or other, Mr. hut got into the first seat with handcuffs on him. And I've seen this, by the way, on police shows before. Typically, it's, a, it's usually a woman that is able to do it. Or, believe it or not, videos, whichever. And uh, he somehow or other then commented to the car, drove it to Adams. Then he came back because I guess he forgot his crack pipe somewhere at the hotel. And uh, the cops caught up to him on Thompson Boulevard. He crashed off the side of the road, damaging, of course, the squad car. What a story. After he broke into the nearby... Pro- okay, so he went to Precision Towing, which is across the street. But then again, he managed to climb through the handcuffs that were behind his back and onto the front seat. The patrol vehicle was placed, uh, he was placed in while the deputies were interviewing the carjacking victim. Well, he came up to me, and next thing you know, he was saying, I want your car. Meanwhile, the guy's driving away. This, and I quote, this is very unusual, and this whole thing is obviously a freak occurrence. They had basically had little time. They turn around and check on the victim of a carjacking, and poof, he's gone, said Detective Ben Tierman of the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office. Drove away and follow, uh, we, was followed to Arsenal Street onto Interstate 81, where he sped up uh, to south of the Adams exit. Sheriff O'Neill said that there was no need to chase him because the vehicle uh, could be tracked by what's known as automatic. You know, SG came up with uh, a good point today. You know, this is not the first time a, a police vehicle has been commandeered. And it's great to know that, of course, they have GPS tracking on it. But at the same time, you know, why can't you just shut them down? The stolen vehicle, you know, automatically. Uh, I don't know if it's got. To, I mean, cheapest. we got. We, uh, Bobby Ferrer sells car uh, car starters that you could start from, uh, you know, from your from an airplane. The stolen vehicle's engine caught fire, which put was put out by fire extinguishers. So at that point, he was apprehended. He's currently being charged by the department with robbery in the third degree. Petty, lo- petty larceny? He's trying to steal vehicles. He stole the police car. Uh, and harassment for what happened at the 7-Eleven. So again, it happened at the... I keep on forgetting that's a 7-Eleven. It's not a nice and easy. Right there in Factory Street. Factory Street. Hutt's last known address is the Pleasant Night Inn in West Carthage. And at that point, that's when Mayor Jeff Graham decided to call up uh, M- Mayor Scott Berto of West Carthage to say, what the F is going on in West Carthage? That's not in this article, by the way, on Channel 7, but I embellish things. Assisting with the investigation with Watertown Police. Unreal. And you know, one day, I, I, here's the question. Do they have, uh, they got to have cam- camera footage of this. Not to mention, you know, the the the, uh, the dash cam fit footage from the actual vehicle itself. The you know, the deputy squad car. My father always called it a radio car. I call it a squad car. It's got it, boy. And what what is the guy saying? Because I, I remember seeing this before, where a girl got arrested. She she uh, somehow or other got into the front seat and she drove off. And the cops followed her, and she's crying the whole time. I don't know what this guy was saying. Gotta get that crack pipe. I hope I have that card so I can get into room two 24- four. 204. It's gonna be real tough because I I I don't know if I'm tall enough. These handcuffs, I can drive, but I don't know if I can get in that room for that crack pipe. We'll have to see. Oop, they're on to me. See, all along, I you know, it's it's brilliant because I am surmising here. Maybe I'm wrong. Sheriff O'Neill said, no, let's not chase him. That's gonna that's gonna risk injury and, and and property damage, and you know, that could be a big, big mess. It's one guy. Let him go. It's like letting a five-year-old go, you know, it's like, uh, hey, mommy, I want to run away. Okay, go right ahead. You know, darn well they're going to come back. What the heck's a five-year-old going to do unless the circus comes into town? So he came back, and they caught him on, on Thompson Bullet. What a story. And then uh, here's another one, Edward, Edwin Medina, this is unrelated, a 47-year-old Watertown man who doesn't look like a Watertown man, was described as the major drug player in Jefferson County. He's getting prison time as well. He's got a big smirk on his face. See how long he keeps that in there. So, what a story. I don't like sharing it with you. It's another example of what Jeff Graham described today as craziness in our society. Uh, I, I don't know if this is a reflection on Watertown or just society itself. A story like this would normally, I, I'm sure the, 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 the Syracuse papers and uh, media outlets pick this up. We'll have to see how far this goes across the pond. You know, you could just see this on Mail Online. And then. You know, they, they need video for a story like this and eventually they'll get it. I don't know if the if Sheriff uh O'Neill will disclose that, but but that's gotta be good footage. It's a little embarrassing, but you know in footage of him getting into the front seat. It's gotta be there, right? There's cameras all over those vehicles. And if anything, it should be a great uh illustration of how a crazed man or woman for that matter can get from the back seat to the front seat. You know, you got to get guys like uh, uh, Ralph Nader involved. Like, how does this happen? You know, how does the Cove air prevent itself from rolling over around a turn at 60 miles an hour or more? How does a lunatic strung out on drugs get from the back seat to the front seat and then in handcuffs, by the way, and then uh, operate the vehicle? we got to figure this out. At least ask the guy. How did you do this? Someone said today he was double jointed. We'll have to see. Other things going on. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is 24 hours away from maybe getting shot right out of the sky. I didn't want to say that, folks. But the threat has come from the Chinese nationalists. And uh, that could happen as early as tomorrow. though if, if we're on Chinese time, it could happen within the next 20 minutes. So if somehow the World War III starts during the Live at Five show, I will let you know. We've we'll got the emergency broadcast system in here. You, know, you ever notice when, when we had those uh, uh, thunderstorms the other day? People are always talking about how how we can we can get a telescope out into space and see universes billions of miles away. But if some schmuck jumps you know jumps into the back seat of a vehicle, you can't see his face. It's amazing. Uh, uh, but uh, and and the other thing is, uh, I was just relating this to Nancy Pelosi. Uh, I well forget it. That that could be, that could be happening as early as tomorrow, if not sooner. So right now she's in Shanghai, and then she's going to go to Singapore, and then eventually she's going to go into Taiwan. And we'll see if, you know, you know what hits the fan at that point. It's pretty scary stuff, folks. I don't mean to joke about it, but it's very, very scary. So we just have to keep our fingers crossed. Remember, the media already forgot about the war in Ukraine. Although I did hear the other day that Ukraine lost 75,000 soldiers already in this. Already, I shouldn't say that anymore. It's over five months old. (coughs) It's going to be a... A six-month uh, war real soon. So uh, 75,000 less soldiers. Um, you know, there's no possible invasion of Western Europe based on those numbers. Uh, but the, the maniac, uh, Mr. Putin himself, as, as uh, told on News Junkie, uh, is threatening nuclear. I mean, he's got, what else is he going to do? He's losing, I, I would imagine, upwards of 10 to 20, maybe 40 soldiers a day since this war started. So, of course, he's going to start threatening people with his nuclear arsenal. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. It's like my Aunt Rita would always say. So, now, this past weekend, speaking of family, <coughs> uh, we had a glorious weekend up at uh, our place on Point Peninsula. The weather couldn't have been any better, although i got to admit, we do need rain. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. Yeah, the rain that came the other day. When we do the emergency broadcast, I should talk to Ken about this. It's not his fault, of course. But, you know, you, it's like oh, you always heard over the years when I went to Oswego State, oh, the emergency broadcast system is very important because if we have a disaster, blah, 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 blah. This was before, you know, the fall of the wall. So we were still worried about the Russians. We were still worried about a, nat- a national catastrophe. Or, uh, you know, in the case of, uh, of a wicked storm, you got to know what's coming or over the horizon, right? And then, you know, you hear, you're listening to something, Hannity, or this show, for that matter, because it's happened during this show. Well, all of a sudden, you know, you hear something like this. <sighs> And then big, long pause, like you're going to change it over to Z93 and listen to the Greg band for the fourth time in three days. This is an emergency emergency broadcast system from Buffalo. The weather doesn't look good. If you're outside right now, go indoors. You might get electrocuted. Many people get electrocuted on a daily basis. I bet you didn't know that. Jim Levin doesn't like the emergency broadcast system because it costs him money every 10 years to fix it. That is all. So something like that. Can't we do better than that? You got you got thunderstorms coming in from the east, the west, the south, from Mars, whichever. That's the best we can do. Are you kidding me? It's just a or someone that you know went into Wal- Walmart owns like you know 20 percent of the economy. But they don't invest in, in good enough cameras to see who's stealing from them. Who just took your credit card to Walmart? All you see is a shadowy figure. Who's that, Sasquatch? Come on, can't we step it up? And, and, and here it is. That message that you hear, we get it out of Buffalo. And it, it's everywhere. It doesn't matter. It's, it does, it's, not the, it's, not, it's not Buffalo's fault. It's just the way it is. You could get better voice quality on a, on a free phone from Barack Obama. And, Danny, please don't call in. It's just a do- joke. Just a, it's just ter- I just don't get why we're, we're at the cusp of modern technology, and yet we're not. We're two steps forward and three steps back in so many ways. Those messages, when we get bad storms, it's just bad radio. Anyway, we had a great time up there. And, uh, and, and I, thanks to Steve Smith for literally building the deck in three days. Started on Wednesday. He looked at it Tuesday night. And it was done by Friday afternoon. Today, he added the bridge to the dock. And no, I'm not a rich bastard. I'm just telling you that we have a place on the water. And boy, it was great. That's for sure. You're on the air.
4: Hey, Glenn. Yeah, I was wondering what was going on this morning. Um, I was on my way to work. And it was probably just after 6, and I seen some state troopers on uh, 11 there. And I was wondering what was going on. And then I seen it on News Junkie.
2: So, uh, so Donnie, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Donnie uh, is now living in what? Adams or Adams Center? S- Adams Center. So we didn't know that, but uh Donnie's back in Jefferson County, no longer in Governor with some you know guy, you know. Hanging out in his basement. <clears throat> that was weird. <laughs> and now you don't have to drive thirty yeah. miles back and forth. So you're here. No, so,
4: so yeah, I basically cut my gas bill in half. So, yeah. that's so pretty you,
2: good. So, yeah, you gonna interview this guy, or you know, you gonna ask him if the well, Earth is Well, you sl- know,
4: I was wondering, is, is he out? I mean, is anything that he charged with uh, no bail
2: um, stuff? Donnie, do you think I mean, he went to the? the out? Do you think when he got away from Public Square, he went to the end of the Earth and said, "Oh my God, it's flat. I gotta go back." You think that's what happened? No, um uh,
4: apparently he I guess he drove down to Adams and came across over to 11, I guess that's how he came across and went back into Watertown. I don't know what he's thinking.
2: What would you but I
4: mean, yes, I think the the videos need to be released.
2: Oh, that would be great. Good video. But you know what? a lot of New York agencies no. don't don't uh, disclose that. No, here's the whole thing.
4: Um you know these two people, you know the peer, the person who runs NBC and, you know, Jake Johnson. Yeah. So they both have cameras on the square. Right. I bet you they caught something.
2: Uh, Yeah, but uh, hopefully they didn't catch COVID. That would, that would be him stealing the car. That would
4: be him right. being arrested because it happened on the square. Right?
2: Yeah, and there's a lot of other, believe it or not, though. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Donnie. There's a lot of other businesses yeah. that have.
4: Uh... Right. There's Well, there's other, yeah, there are other businesses, so. Um, I bet you this this is out there. In, Not in to the, mention
2: ring videos. Public, you know, man. residents residents now have more video power than businesses do because of those ring videos. You know, yep. there's probably there's people on Thompson Boulevard that have good footage of what happened here. But you're right, public square is where he har- harass people. This is why you need a gun. Would you let you someone steal so your car?
4: I was thinking about going to Mo's this morning for breakfast too, yeah. but instead I opted to go to Dunkin' Donuts.
2: So you didn't know about the association between? No, those. I didn't know
4: about that until I got I got to the I got to work there, and I you know I had a few minutes before I had to start, and I chucked News Junkie, and I was like, "Oh, he smokes." Yeah. So. <laughs>
2: so you don't know this guy? Do we know anything about him? Uh, Hut? Where's he from? You know what does he look no, like? No, I don't. don't know. Don't know his business. Uh,
4: it'd be interest- It'd be interesting to find out who this. Your guy youngest is just got picked up for petty up with theft.
2: Him. The ink on your divorce is barely dry. Sorry. I'm off on. I don't know why. I'm, I I yeah. I got stuck in the. I didn't get stuck in the. I I allowed the sun to to absorb all the energy for my body. So I'm like punch drunk right now, Donnie.
4: Oh, I feel you. I worked outside all day today, so yeah, uh, I was pretty tired by the end of the day. It just it just drains. takes the air.
2: It takes the, it drains you. It really does. All
4: right. Well, if the guy so, gets that, hey, yeah. Um, another thing i wanted to bring up on the jeff graham show today the blind guy called yeah and he was inquiring about the mass protests on the bus right and he was talking about jason trump and if,
3: jason if i trump. was involved yeah
4: yes jason and i and uh another gentleman set we've all combined and we've uh we've had two protests and we're planning a third and uh we're, we're going to keep protesting these mask mandates because it's ridiculous that you suck to wear one on a bus.
2: So I don't understand. You know, again, the, the the nature of having to use a bus. In in his case, he's blind, and other. You know, let's face it. I I, I know if I sound really demeaning and 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 and, and, and like uh, and, a, and a wannabe elitist, please, I don't really care. But isn't it tough enough for people to wait in the rain and the snow for a city bus? Now they have to wear a mask every time they go on there, Donnie.
4: Yeah, it's totally ridiculous, and and here's the whole thing. You know, all three of us that are involved with this used to all ride the bus, and the mass policy actually forced Jason to buy a vehicle because he had enough of it. All right, and because here's here's the conundrum that's going on. Right. The federal um, government repealed it and said we don't have to. The next day, the governor Hochul, she said, "Oh, now you gotta on the buses." Hmm. All right, but the director. Um, at the bus garage said, "If you have a note, Jason has a doctor's note, and they still deny him.
2: Huh. Why?:
4: So it's, it's insanity. This is absolutely insanity.:
2: Is this and a state
4: We'll be planning our third one.:
2: So in other words, this is not just watertown, this is the whole state.
4: Right, the whole state. They're saying public transportation, right you have to wear a mask still, and that is absolutely ridiculous. And we're going to get on these I can't imagine like, a bunch of brothers God
2: in New York masks. wearing masks and on the train. What they I do is they just that. shut the buses down. They don't allow the buses to leave, hmm. which is ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Oh, now everyone has to suffer. Boy, it's not It's not like it's bad enough. I don't own a car in the year so, 2022. I'll now someone didn't show up with a mask. I, you know, I kind of feel <laughs> like, the.
4: you know, uh, Rosa Parks a little bit. You're right. She's kind of inspired me for the boycott there thing with go. the mask.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, if we find out more about this guy and we somehow. The, uh,
4: yeah, that'd be great. Um, as, uh, yeah, uh, it's right from his cell. He, he, he might be out back at the hotel in Car- West Cartridge right now. He
2: might be. They might have let him out already. You're absolutely right. Although I doubt it. All right. Thanks, Donnie. Yeah, that's, that's Donnie. You know, that's a good point. He, he was probably let out already. So I know a, uh, Jeff probably read a lot of this, but uh, I mentioned this earlier. The patrolman, uh, the sheriff's department responded to a, a robbery in progress at the 7-Eleven store in Factory Street. I, I'm sorry for going back to this, but it really, uh, but he drove back to the city. Into the, so once he got back up from Adams, he drove back into the city of Watertown where he was stopped uh, with uh, stinger stop sticks, which deflated the tires. And then a small engine fire of the patrol vehicle was put out with fire extinguishers. It was damaged, too, as you can see, a news junkie. Uh, 45 year old Donald Hutt. Mr. Hutt is currently being pressed. So, so not much new in this updated article or news junkie. I just wanted to share that with you. Listen, we got another phone call here. Let's see who it is. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, uh, this
0: is the blind caller. I'm glad uh, Donnie called in and put a little clarity on there. I got a question for Donnie. Maybe he can go and present it at the city council. But one time when I was talking to, um, you know, I called the bus. you know the bus system and they were telling me even if they lifted it from the state that they still would enforce it during covid because they're under federal guidelines the mm. bus system is and so they didn't care what the state did now they flip-flopped it mm. and if the federal government lifted it and the state implemented it they're still doing it at the bus garage so they can't have it both ways either federal or state or state or federal so i I'd like i'm to all see confused Johnny to present present that question to figure out, because, you know, these bus drivers, they're only doing what they're told, but they're sick of it, too. But, I mean, they don't want to lose their job. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, imagine that. I'm going to go to work today, and I'm going to argue with every fifth or sixth or seventh, uh, or for that matter, everyone that walks on without a mask. I'd be the worst bus driver in the world. Well, I
0: I, I heard what happened at at the bus terminal, according to talk on the bus, that one of the protesters there yeah, uh, went to get on the bus, but they asked him to step back away from the door, and then they closed the door and drove off quick, so he, they, 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 they wouldn't let him out.
2: Because he, they uh, knew he, was not gonna, he wasn't rather going to wear his mask, is that why? Right, yeah. He's so a troublemaker.
0: man they tricked him to close yeah. the door to drive off. Wow. That's,
2: that's uh, Simon, uh, Simon says uh, step on the bus, okay? Simon says step back three <laughs> steps. Okay, now step back. (laughs) Now step forward three steps. Up. You didn't say Simon Says. Gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go. I know. As a blind person, I don't know whether I'm coming or going. I don't know what the frick is going on. Right. Yeah. If you play Simon Says, you'll be walking right off the bridge. Sorry. It's an awful (laughs) joke. There you go. There goes the
0: blind man. Hey, I want to give a shout out to Mikey. Yeah. Mike uh, Lefty there. Yeah. Introvert, uh, he did a great job down there in the square. Yeah, yeah, he does. Glad he got the job here for local business, right? Uh, they should Highest bid. Business. He, he ran the song great. I thought, I thought the song was really great. there.
2: Awesome, you know. I, I'm sure hopefully so, you heard that. All right, man, I appreciate uh, let the phone. All right, talk Bye-bye. to you. Yep, that continues. Looks like from what he was just saying, that it's only mandated here with the masks. Is that it? If you go to Syracuse to Centro Dan or whatever, or in Oswego, You'll see people on the bus without masks? Is that that what I'm hearing? Federal government, because we have an installation here? What's that all about? I don't get it. All right, we'll be back right after this. All right, so this guy last week. I love seeing, and I'm I'm looking at the police blotter. This is from last Thursday. Or Friday or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's always the same anyway. It could be from 10 years ago. It's the same thing. Donald C. Hutt. They list him here at 44. He must have had a birthday in between. He's 45. The 44 Huntington Street. He lived in Huntington Street just last week. They must have kicked him out there and he moved to West Carthage. Uh, He was charged by Watertown Police at 6.30 p.m. Thursday the 28th. Blah, blah, blah. Fifth degree criminal possession of stolen property. A misdemeanor. Uh, Well, there you go. So he was uh, accused of possessing a stolen blue GT bicycle. He is summoned to appear August sixteenth in city court. What are they going to do? Bring him out in like uh, you know, like like a mask, like they had in Silence of the Lambs and Anthony Hopkins, so he doesn't spit on anybody. Why can't they show a picture of this guy? That's always what I want to see. I want to make my judgment from that. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Then there's another guy. This is from Friday, like I said. Is this name real? Someone questioned whether or not the guy running for senator on the Republican side. His name is Joe Pinion. That's his name, Joseph Pinion. And someone called me up, and, 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 and it was only then till I realized, like, yeah, that sounds like a joke. It's just like, like, like IP Daily, you know, the old jokes you heard when you're in fourth grade. And his name is Joe Pinion. I don't want to put the man down, but that that it sounds like he could be a rap star with that Joe Pinion. So here's a her name, Evan. You heard. So if you're arrested, if you manage to get away with you know disclosing a different name, or like a nickname, then you know you're forever okay as far as Google's searches are concerned because they might get everything else right, but as long as your name is wrong. But apparently, this guy's name is Evan Heard. But his middle initial, initial rather, listed here at least, is the letter U. How many names start with the letter U, other than urban? Anyone else? Ulysses? Uh, Ugly? I mean, what else? What other name starts with the letter U? Middle name, first name, U. What's a U? Evan, you heard. Evan, you heard. By the way you look and sound. He's 23 years old. Fort Drum. Charged by Watertown Police at 825 Thursday. Right there in Easton Boulevard with third-degree aggravated unlicensed operation of motor vehicle and brake light suspension. Then we got, uh, I'm just moving on here because it happens to be in front of me. Christy Simmons, 46, charged by uh, Watertown Police at 135 Thursday at her residence. falsifying business records. A felony. Woo, not good. Accused of causing a false entry in the business reports on June 3rd at a bike shop. For $150. That's a felony? Then another guy, a woman. Whoa, geez, look at this. We have a woman, the next one. Then we have Abigail. Then we have androgynous names like Darion. I'm going to take a guess that Darion is a dude. He's 18 years old. Allegedly threatened to fight several people, causing several police officers to intervene. He disrespected me. So they arrested him. I don't know what's worse the decay of our own society or the future of the world led by the Chinese. I don't want to discredit the military and whatnot, but there's just so many things right now that are just marginalizing our entire country. I mean, our, our grades are low and our, and, our, and our accusations against society are very much high. All they want, I mean, I still can't. We talked about it last week, and I think they just brought it up. That that uh, incident that happened at the Sesame Street thing, I just can't believe that actually went to a lawsuit because some dude in a stuffed animal, like, you know, <laughs> some dirty outfit wouldn't shake hands or slap hands with a couple of kids. That's a lawsuit now? Is that what the elite liberals have set up for, for us now? You can actually get an attorney to say, hey, you know what? Uh, this Sesame Street character walking down a parade ignored our our, our wishes to, sh- to for my daughter, my three four year old daughter, to shake his hand. Now we're gonna sue. Look, I know things weren't weren't good four hundred years ago, for that matter, three hundred years ago, for that matter, two hundred years ago, for that matter, one hundred sixty five years ago. And if you lived in the South up until like the nineteen fifties and sixties with Jim Crow laws, they sucked then too. But are you you actually telling me you're gonna get all lawsuit because some Some guy in a dirty rag wouldn't shake hands with your kids? Oh my goodness, what's going on? Where's Joe DiMaggio? By the way, I don't know why I asked for Joe DiMaggio. All because of the Simon and Garfunkel song. But at the end of the day, Joe DiMaggio was, for the most part, a big douchebag. Wasn't a good guy. Didn't even like his own son. So whenever I say that, I'm only referring to, where have we gone, Joe DiMaggio? Which, by the way, in reality, he didn't like that. Someone said, hey, uh, like Yogi Berra went up to me, hey, your name's in a song. Why? Why is it a song? I'm miserable. I was married to Marilyn Monroe. Then she dropped me for that author or somebody, one of those guys. He wrote The Crucible. Anyway, what's worse, the threat of world war or the fact that we got people living in, in hotels that are essentially halfway houses that at any given time if they just want to steal your car or drive into your house they'll they'll just do it again just like i said earlier because they have nothing to lose when you have nothing to lose you'll do anything that's why so often you see these incidents out in public where you know people law abiding citizens they don't want any trouble they don't want it. but you know, typically, and it's so sad too. They're just caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. And please, I hope this doesn't happen to anyone listening right now, where you become a victim of a drunk, or someone who's just out of control, or just got kicked out of an establishment because they were reckless. And now they're three feet in front of you, and you make that eye contact. Oh my God, I made eye contact. What do I do now? Oh, we really don't want any trouble. And sure enough, they just punch you right in the face. And anyway. why? Because what else? If I punch someone in the face, I lose my job, reputation. People hate me for good reason. But when you have nothing, it doesn't matter. So we have so, so many people in society today that can afford to lose what they don't have. And they're the most reckless. So what's worse? A guy in Thompson Boulevard crashing a patrol car into a tree? Or, or the threat of, of uh, the Speaker of the House being blown out of the sky in the next 24 hours? Tell me, you're on the air.
3: Hey. hey, Glenn. how's it going today? What's happening? What do you say we lighten things up a little bit?
2: Oh, why? Am I being I way too overstated today?
3: No, no, but I mean the world's so sour. Let me get something a little, little lighter. I have happened to rewatch for I would say probably the hundredth time. Nah, it's exaggeration, but pretty close. Sopranos yeah. type of thing. Where I watched a million times, but I watched Goodfellas again last night. Nice. Most of it. Right, kind of started to fall asleep and watch the whole thing. But do you know how many people do you think were in there? And I'm just naming off the top of my head that went on to The Sopranos. I know it's a lot. Uh, um, you
2: think maybe ten people? Well, uh, I'm right, just can, kind of counting. I'm like, all right, let me do the count. Okay, let me count. Okay, well let's let's get the the benign ones off the off the. First of all, Big Pussy was in it. Uh, and again, that's his name in the show. <laughs> and then of course, uh, Paul, yeah. Paulie Walnuts was in it. Spider, of yep. course, my, uh, uh, was in it. And, and who could? Which Dr. Michael Imperial. Yep. yep, Dr. Melfi was in it. And, yeah, of course. And, uh, and, of course, Billy Bats was in it. So that's right, five. Yeah. And
3: Billy Batts, yeah, he, he played, uh, he was in the screen, too, yep.
2: He played Phil Letardo. Yeah.
3: Now, oddly, here's something I, I picked up that I didn't always pick up was uh, the woman that played Carmella's mother. Yes. Also, also played what's her name's mother, Melfi's mother.
2: Right, he hasn't had a decent yeah. meal in over three weeks. Yes, that's her exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. six. He did both those. She's great. Yeah.
3: And then I, I didn't realize before um, how much of a, a large role like uh, you know, Polly Walnuts had in it. You he, know, it's he just did. It's one of those things where it was larger than you think. You yeah. saw his tattoo. You right. You set up. Front. Right. And then that crew, and that, and that crew too. There was a guy named Tony Darrow. He's a captain in. Yes. Uh, the Sopranos. Right, he was also right. on there. He was the
2: guy that owned the restaurant that got hit over the head in the famous yep. scene. Yeah, right, right.
3: Yep. It's like, oh, you wouldn't mind if that, you kill him. I, no, go ahead. No, another one I picked up was, um, like, That's Jimmy's seven. parole officer was the guy who was, the, he was just, he, he didn't have a big role, but he was in the Sopranos as the, uh, I guess you'd call the head of the military school where they were trying to sell, send, uh, Huh.
2: You know, the sun. Oh, AJ, yeah. Well, okay, that's eight. Yeah, it just that's was up there. Yep. That's eight. I'm trying to think what else there is. You think there's more, or? Oh, you never know. I mean, I think you nailed them. That that was, that what last one, I didn't know. But yes, the restaurant owner, he was one of the captains. Uh, he was a Scorsese favorite. Apparently, he was in a lot of Scorsese movies. You know what's weird? Yep. And, and I, Scorsese described it in an article. I didn't read it. But here it was. We had so many accolades f- for all the cast members of Goodfellas, and like we were saying to Goodfellas, uh, so the Sopranos, why, why didn't Scorsese hire uh, uh, Ray Liotta again in all the movies he did since since Goodfellas? Does anyone know why? He hired everybody else.
3: No, no, you know it's a funny thing though. You know, originally, of course on Sopranos, they wouldn't have Ray Liotta. Play, you know, Tony Soprano. Yeah, and God bless that he didn't. Yes. But a lot of times when you just do these similar things because it's easy, right. it the, the harder choices make the better things. The hmm. same as like when you always put down casino. Well, I'm a big Las Vegas. Yeah, fuck
2: yeah. Fan, Casino's so a terrible like movie. That, oh, I, sorry, I it's a horrible it. movie. It's
3: nowhere it's nowhere as good as Soprano. Uh, it's awful, not the same it, it, it,
2: but it is better but than Departed because that's even worse. That's one of the worst movies yeah, I've ever seen. But I'm it's, not it's kidding. a
3: very it's it's a very good Las Vegas movie but you know you just yeah. can't pick the same characters and throw them in together right. multiple times. Yeah. I don't know why they do that just cuz it's easy. Directors to up, do it all know, the time.
2: Least. Yeah, the directors do it so all cool. the time. Especially especially like Scorsese. I mean, other than uh, Alice doesn't live here anymore. He always did a lot of crazy movies about you know bad people and criminals. Uh you know uh, uh, he did the other you one know, with uh, with uh, Robert De Niro, which was the remake from the Rob- Robert Mitchum movie, Cape Fear. Um, so I think Ray Liotta could have played the crazy guy in Cape Fear, but he played a similar role in something wild with. Uh, what's her face there? And yeah, and
3: that was before what anyone girl. knew who he was.
2: Yeah, yeah, but, you know, he was up and. Go- but no, getting back to the Sopranos, I'm so glad Gandolfini took it because James Gandolfini, in essence, became Tony Soprano. Ray Liotta would have played Tony Soprano. You see the difference?
3: Well, yeah, and and then it would be like it's the same couple, you know, because they probably would have cast his wife as his right, wife instead right. of his. Whatever, you know, it right. would have been a bizarre thing, yeah. and it would have really diluted it down. So I'm glad sometimes things just don't work out the way. they Oh, I agree.
2: They're, oh, they're do really you, I mean, it. if you if you could believe the the ne- number of people that were supposed to play Michael Coleone or or Superman. And if they like had Robert Redford playing Superman and on Richard Donner in 1977 or 78, whenever it came out, that would have been the worst mistake in, in Hollywood history.
3: But oh yeah, and and uh, the first choice for Superman's replacement was Nicholas Cage. The, well, that that was was well, that was years later. That was
2: years later. That was awful. Yeah, I
3: know. But that w- that would be the replacement. Yeah, you know. I know. But it was just one of those things where no, you, you, sometimes you got to just look at it. And but I'm you know what's interesting?
2: I also work. look at it this way. I mean, we talk about could have, should have, or I'm glad that, for instance, Ray Liotta didn't play Tony Soprano. What about the roles of people that shouldn't have played in the movies? The biggest one of all, and I'm forgetting his name right now. He's a British actor. He played Ashley in, uh, in um, <clears throat> the fam- most famous movie of all time, uh, Gone with the Wind. Uh, famous, uh, some- Leslie Howard was his name. And uh, Z- Z- Zunick or Zurich, whatever, who produced it, never liked his, his, him being in that character as Ashley. And it makes <clears throat> he's so right because uh, what's her face there, uh, Scarlett, uh, Vivian Lee there. It's just she's so in love with this tall, skinny, boring dude. He just he wasn't the dynamic guy they needed for that role. And, and I could never understand why she went for him and hated Brett Butler. I couldn't figure that out. But anyway, that's just me. Yeah,
3: bad, bad breath, bad teeth is what you always have. I, I, you I, you know,
2: I hate hearing that time. because Clark Gable was such a great-looking guy. He died at 60 years old. He did the movie The Misfits. My brother talks about this quite a bit. He did it in early, like 1960, 61. Uh, Marilyn Monroe was in it, Montgomery Cliff. And there are scenes in that movie where, and they didn't have body doubles back in the day, uh, uh what's his name Clark Gable was running around like a maniac and it was it, even before the movie came out he passed away of a heart attack and the same thing was true right. with Robert Shaw Robert Shaw was in a movie called um, Black Sunday and that's
3: an incredible character actor right there yeah Bla- everything he's done Black,
2: Black Sunday came out in 1976 or 77 and they're scenes in the old Orange Bowl in Miami where they shoot the movie. And Robert Shaw, and it's clearly Robert Shaw, he's running all over the field. And at this point, he's probably in his mid to late 40s. He's a smoker. He's a drinker. And uh, about a couple of months later, he's sitting in a, a cafe in, in Ireland. He passed away passed away of a heart attack. So I don't know. Well, they,
3: they are, they, well the way we, we upkeep our body and the way you do and you, you'll just see. If you if you look at like Albert Einstein, you see the picture of him with his hair all up, where was yeah. about eighty five and everything. Right,
2: fifty seven. Yeah, I know. That's just wow. Well, yeah, Teddy Roosevelt. Change. Teddy Roosevelt died at sixty one, and every time we see Teddy yeah. Roosevelt, he's always an old guy. And and yeah, and we've worked. talked about it here in movies where characters are in their early fifties and they're already old
3: maids now do you ever you ever have you ever listened to i, I know it's the the Which is untrue. but he, he he's pa- he's passed away and, and I didn't know him, but I, everybody knows his, his voice is it? like if you listen to uh jeff shannon yeah
2: yeah Jeff he does a,
3: he does they do a thing where it's been on forever where it's like
2: yeah. rewind or something Zewine. go back to the nineteen
3: seventy four yeah. something right. and they talk about all the stuff in Watertown, whatever right. the movies that were out right it's really interesting it you is. Know, to it is. see what what movies are there and I doing my lawn the other day had the headphones on and you know you you can't listen to what i normally do so i'm listening to the radio station comes in the clearest out here so i'm
2: right.
3: you know just listening to his rewind it's it's really enjoyable to listening to all the stuff he did. i wish i knew him he was he seemed like he a was professor.
2: a great guy he would he'd do anything for but you his, I, fa- I his, his father anything. Anything. was instrumental
3: bad, um, we'd run into each other a few times but i didn't know him but yeah. you know the way he he went through that you could tell he was like it's like when you hear your buddy Oz talk. Yeah. You know that he really is into all this. Right. Stuff. He's not memorizing because it's his job. This is right. like what he's into regardless if he was right. you know, a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. That's what he's into. And this, tips here on the same thing. Just had all that history of Watertown Down mm-hmm. stuff. I'm surprised you guys never got like a project going or something.
2: Uh, you know, we never did well. Remember, his his main job was at Channel Seven. He was a bigwig over there, right. and his father was a big professor at the early stages of JCC. He was very instrumental in the development of JCC. I forget his father's name, but they, you know, I,
3: I know it's a competition, but it's, it's an interesting thing because it go, pipes back into the thing, and it's kind of you know the same way I listen to Casey Kasem countdown Yeah, seventies and seventies. Well, let me tell, tell you something. He, uh,
2: Jeff, Jeff Shannon is our Casey Kasem, and let me add something to it you will never have someone that will painstakingly go ahead and and you know and do the history and music like like he did like Jeff Shannon did yep. you'll never get that again I think it was like
3: 1974 or something like that he was doing it on and <coughs> one of the things that came up was like a Woody Allen movie and I, I've got to tell you the most overrated under talent someone who just his peers just pushed him because of the politically PC right thing to do Uh-oh. what it, a, someone who i just never liked anything Woody Allen did oh my I don't god know that you're, out
2: out your you're out of you your like mind you're out of your mind yes of course yeah. he was he was, it's cause he was cause brilliant
3: in, it's cuz you grew up in new york no no, new
2: york, no 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 it. if you can't you want, like, watch take the money and run or any or or sleeper or any of those goofy bananas another one Take the Money and Run might have been his funniest movie. But then he got serious. He did Hannah and Her Sisters. Uh, he did all types of stuff. A, a, a Radio days. He started going downhill because he was using that open format where people were just talking English and Yiddish at the same time. So he kind of phased away. Yeah, then, then he lost his reputation because of him. his scandals. Anything
3: I've seen by him, I've seen three things, and this is the same in all of them. That it's very predictable. It is. It's not original. Yeah. It's annoying. Those three things I can't. And I another think, guy that watch. you and, and another guy kind of that file. used
2: the same actors. Another guy that used the same actresses. And, and Marge, uh, the voice for Marge in The Simpsons, is a, like Julie Kavner. She's in like ninety percent of his movies back in the day. Well, not I, I to C- mention Diane Keaton. All the
3: same And Faye Dunaway. They can develop diff- different characters. It's like Clint Eastwood's one who used all the same characters in all his different movies. Yeah, and right. they were you know they were phenomenal yeah. you know in their different roles at different times they yeah. know, the guy that played his brother was uh, in a lot of movies he was just you know yeah you know what the guy off.
2: the guy he did that when he did the uh, the Dirty Harry movies the black guy that that you know says i got to know he said i bet you you don't know how many gun- how many bullets i got left do you punk and, that and, that guy and was in all the rest of the movies the, the whole series he played either a cop yeah, or a bad guy
3: and here's a, here's the little sopranos thing i always not sopranos i'm sorry goodfellas that I always notice something different when I watch it. When you said "black fellow," that kind of uh, put me in the mood. And that wasn't the words that were used in the yeah, show. A, but when him and Karen are getting in the fight, and right before Karen pulls the gun on him, yeah. she's they're going on and on. And he, she's like, you know, and I'm afraid you're going to get caught. Whatever he's, can. Like, the yeah. only people who get caught. It right, right. like, wasn't his words, but he says, right. the black guys that do a stick-up and then fall asleep in the car, and then exactly what happens, why do they get caught? The Stacks. Because the black guy fell asleep. Played by, a, uh, you know, uh, it was yeah, like he was Jackson. predicting it. Little things like that you just don't pick up until you watch.
2: Interesting, yeah, interesting.
3: But it was really, I was really, I never noticed how much I always knew he was there, but I never noticed how much of a role Paulie had in it.
2: Yeah, and he it was did. kind of cool. Yeah. You know,
3: he, he just had a very small role, and you know, was, he but, did. But it was like Paulie actually had a
2: larger role than you. would oh. think Well, Paulie you know, was, was a real life gangster. Paulie was a real life gangster in Shapes at Bay, Brooklyn. He was a badass. Not a good guy. Yeah, it was. And none of these guys are good. By the way, thing. we're glorifying, and I'm responsible. I, My father, of course, was a police officer in the 75th precinct for many years in East New York where all those guys came from. And he arrested them. He was the paddy wagon driver. He and a lot of other cops would go in, arrest them over a card game or something. And uh, it, one day, uh, Henry Hill, it wouldn't be uncommon for him to order pizza for the entire precinct. So while he was in jail waiting for his lawyer to bail him out, he'd get pizza for everyone. But I brought it up to my father. I said, Dad, did you know these guys? He goes, yeah. Uh, but he didn't want to talk about it. I said, why are we talking about them? So, said, well, they made a movie about him. So? I'm like, okay, we're well, not going to go there. So <laughs> that was Joe Curry, of course. Uh-
3: that's, that's, a, yeah. that's adding some respect to someone who lived it. and doesn't He really did, to talk and he said, slammer, says they're not worth the de- time or
2: day. That. And I disagree with him. Actually, I do, because they were bad people. Just like this bum that was driving up Thompson Boulevard. He's not a good guy, Lefty. He could have killed you or someone you love or someone you hate. He could be very dangerous to society, just like the thugs well, from I'm, East I'm, New York.
3: I'm a, I'm a fan of the extreme three-strike-your-out rule.
2: Yeah, well, not that's done.
3: And you're, you're and not, not, three, not three strikes and you're a felon that you're in prison forever. Three strikes and you're dead. I well, mean, it's like if you can't get your, you can't get life together that you're, you've been actually convicted of a felon three times. Well, you You're know, you're never going to be anything it, good to society. It,
2: you know what, Lefty? You might, get your, you might get what you're looking for because if China takes over in the next six months, the whole penal system will change. I can guarantee that. I got to do a commercial.
3: If, if China takes over. You have a
1: good day. Bye-bye bye now, don't you know.
2: Uh, let me just take this quick call. Someone just chimed in real yep. quick.
1: I'll hurry, Glenn. Uh, Black Sunday. Yeah.
2: Very good movie. Yeah, good movie. Yeah, Ursula Uh, Andress, or I forget who the woman was. Go ahead.
1: uh, Directed by John Frankenheimer. I'm sure you know him. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. But uh, did a hell of a lot of great movies. He
2: did, especially in the 70s.
1: Manchurian Candidate. Yeah. And another movie you mentioned a couple weeks ago, uh, A Day of the Dolphin. Yeah,
2: also a 70s movie.
1: You know who directed that? I have no idea. You know, you're familiar with Mike Nichols?
2: Yeah, of course. My, who did The Graduate?
1: That was Mike Nichols. That wow.
2: Did that movie. wow. The
1: screenplay?
2: Yeah. Who? You
1: ever heard of Buck Henry?
2: Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh,
1: Buck Henry screenplay. Worked with John
2: Cassavetes.
1: Yes, he did. Uh, people remember the show Get Smart.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was Buck Henry's show. He was a brilliant guy. Who was his uh, writing partner? You probably know, Glenn.
2: Who's that? I don't know. You don't know? No. Uh, Mel Burks. Mel, Of course. Of course. Smart, won a lot of can you believe around. that Buck Henry got away with the uncle character on Saturday Night Live of him taking pictures of the of the kids that he <laughs> was doing. Can you believe he got away with that? <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) He was a funny guy. Oh, my God. Let me just explain to the audience. Back in the early 70s, Buck Henry was a writer, and he worked with Lorne Michaels and all those guys. Very brilliant guy. Kind of looked like Woody Allen in a way, only better looks, believe it or not. And uh, he had this character with Lorraine Newman and Gilda Radner where they played little, like, three-, four-year-old girls, and he was the babysitter. And they had a glass coffee table, and the, the parents laughed. Well, I hope you kids have a good time tonight with Uncle Buck, whatever his name was. Oh, we're going to have a great time. Then he whips out his, uh, sorry, his Polaroid camera, and he gets no. underneath the glass, to, and he tells them, and he takes pictures <laughs> of their behinds. And they're all laughing and giggling, like, oh, my God, we laughed at that stuff.
1: You never get away with it.
2: Today. Of course not.
1: Well, back in the early TV, you mentioned you had uh, very good talent on early TV, uh, yeah, Spielberg. Yeah. You mentioned that Bochco,
2: one. Botchko. Botchko. Stephen uh, Botchko.
1: Sam Peckinpah.
2: Yeah, Sam P- Peckinpah, in the early sixties. Yeah, of course. He did uh he did all the uh he did uh, Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Uh,
1: one of McQueen's better movies, The yes. Getaway.
2: The Getaway, yeah. Yeah.
1: Nineteen eighty. And he was early on the No, rifle. it was
2: earlier than eighty. Yeah, it was in Very the 80s. Very early, yeah. about
1: nineteen fifty seven. He did the early riflemans.
2: Yes, he did. Very
1: violent director, but most of his movies uh
2: I liked anything. Yeah, he had people dying in slow motion. Oh, absolutely. I always thought he did Bonnie and Clyde, but he didn't. But it was Arthur safe. Penn. Yeah, Arthur Penn did that. Very good movie. Excellent, my friend. I'll get off, Glenn. No, no, you're awesome. Thank you very much. Thank that you. was a great call, the movie guy. Right, we'll be back.
3: Imagine driving across a Thousand Islands Bridge and you're all new t-
2: Hey, I just found out that the bike that was stolen last Thursday by that culprit that would later, you know, uh, <coughs> you know drive the police crazy yet last night. That was Brandon's. That was Brandon's bike. Surprised Brandon didn't chime in about that. Hey, I lost my bike. So Brandon minding his own business right there. What? What was that? Huntington Street. You know, leaves his bike, and uh, this bum steals it. Boy, what? What a what a out of control person he is. What's his name again? Forty-five years old. Hopefully, he's still incarcerated. Anyway, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, and uh, that means it's going to be the end of the show in about twenty nineteen seconds as we speak. Uh, thank you very much. I, I, I'm sorry for being a little sluggish today. The sun just beat the crap out of me, folks. And uh, I'll be um, I'll be recovering tonight for sure. Great weekend, uh, but I'm not thirty five anymore. That's for sure. AM twelve forty w 10 Watertime makes us leave. Up next, of course, CBS.
3: This is CBS News on the hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance.
1: We are following breaking news out of Washington at this hour. U.S. officials now confirming that a key member of al-Qaeda has been killed in Afghanistan. CBS's Stephen Portnoy has details from the White House.
3: Ayman al zawahri became the leader of al-Qaeda upon the death of Osama bin Laden in the U.S. raid in 2011. Zawahri had escaped numerous attempts on his life, and he managed to evade an international manhunt. The FBI says Zawahri had a hand in the 1998 bombings of the U.S. embassies in Kenya and Tanzania. His last appearance was in a video released in April. The president, who is again testing positive for COVID, is expected to announce the news to the country in a speech he'll deliver from the balcony off the White House Blue Room.
1: In the meantime, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is now in Asia and Taiwan is not off the table for a visit yet, despite warnings from China. National Security Spokesman John Kirby. We and countries around the world believe escalation serves no one. Beijing's actions could have unintended consequences that only serve to increase tensions. Kirby also confirmed today that the U.S. has approved another $550 million in aid for Ukraine.